Hey, busybodies and mailmen, stick around to the end of our episode so you can hear an incredible track by our guest today, Monica Cohen. It's called Love and Serpents. You're going to love it. Welcome, Welcome to Babe Patrol, Monica Cohen edition. I'm Lauren. I'm Ash. And I'm Monica. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the pod, Monica. <laughs> so before we really get into an introduction with Monica, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to know, Ash, how your week has been going or how your life has been. I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. Yeah, that's true. Um, good. Okay. So I'm back at law school. Season two has begun. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yep. And it's only been four days. But it's been kind of dramatic. Was this not like the longest short week of all time? The longest short week. I couldn't believe. I think it was Wednesday, maybe Thursday morning. And someone was like, God, for a short week, this is long. And I had completely, by th- at that point, completely forgotten that that Monday was a holiday. It yeah. was like, whoa, it felt like three weeks before. Yeah, we crammed months into each day of this week. Yes. <laughs> for sure. And and um, yeah, so it's like kind of dramatic at law school right now because, and I didn't expect this at all. I don't think many people did. Maybe some people did, but I did not. And my friends did not. But um, we have five classes. One of them only meets four times. So I just think of us as having four classes. And three of the four are held in our biggest classroom. Mm-hmm. And so everyone is in there. The whole first year class is in there together. And the big thing with law school is that there's a seating chart and hmm. you stay in the same seat the entire semester and that's so that your law school professor can look at their seating chart to pick who to cold call and they always know where you are. Oh, okay. Um, or may, and maybe there's other cultural rules around that. I don't really know, but the administrative part of that or the management part of that makes sense to me. But, but regardless, in the first semester, no one knew anybody. And so you kind of like got into a chair and you like, whatever. <laughs> this semester, everyone has figured out which part of the room they want to sit in, who their friends are, who they want to be sitting with and who they don't want to be sitting with. So it gets like political. It's political (laughs) and it's intense. And people are getting into the classroom an hour before class starts to get a chair. Because the other thing is that the seating chart doesn't go out right away. It goes out like a week into class. Oh, so, so we like, don't do. I see. So you select your seat and then the seating chart comes out based yeah. on where you have. And you can try more than one seat if you want to during the like, you know, that first week and move around. But when you hit that chart, it's done. So oh. people are like trying to figure out how do they fit their trio into this section of the room where they want to be, but also not be by the people they don't want to be by, but also be in the, in the front or the back if they prefer it. And then some people are like, somebody's sitting in my seat from last semester. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's not your territory. New semester. And also, like, it's <laughs> Clean just yeah. I don't know. This was not a big deal to me. And mm-hmm. uh, because I was like, I kind of will sit anywhere. I just need to get the information. It yeah. is just, I was just law school. But I also kind of wanted to move from where I was sitting before, like, just as, like, a new perspective. And um, at any rate, I've ended up in the front row, <laughs> which I know is prime real estate for many people. I'm not sure it's the right place for me. But it is also where my buddies sat. So I'm like, now I'm like locked into this front row. you get for befriending the nerds. I know, I know. (laughs) I'm like kind of locked into this front row situation that I was not anticipating. Like I like to move in silence a bit more. Mm -hmm. So this feels central in a way I wasn't expecting. But whatever, here we are. And there have been 
territorial disputes. Oh my God. Student on student territorial disputes. <laughs> like someone got there early and took a seat and someone was like, that has been my seat since day one. It's mine. Or like whatever. Just just wild. And I obviously would love to tell oh you God. identities and political affiliations and all mm-hmm. that, but I will not. <laughs> um, but I just like, I guess I wasn't expecting it. And the vibe in that classroom has been skank since this wow. started. Like skanky ass vibes. So... I, yeah, I just wasn't expecting it. And, uh, but it, you know, has been interesting. And I did sit one day, one class away from my buddies just to try a different spot. And Mm -hmm. that also was wild. Everyone (laughs) assumed we were not friends anymore. There was like, we had broken up. Like, it's so juvenile. Like, wild. It's wild. And I was like, I need to quit this school. Like, I need to run away. <laughs> it's like, this is a little too much for me. But whatever. I'm Here sure we are. it will settle out. Hopefully week two too. will just... By the time this drops, it'll be a couple weeks. Like, And the seating chart's going out on Monday. So the selections will happen. Yeah. And we will just go from there. Like, Once people have so much work to do that that's all they can focus on. Yeah. Well, there will always be something else to have drama about, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> there will never be a Darth of drama between human beings. That's just like what it is, you know? True. But, uh, but this is what it is right now. So yeah. I just find it interesting. And also the other thing that I'll just say is that I don't know how many of these folks have like accommodation needs or whatever too. So mm-hmm. like if someone's like, I really need that chair because of like my vision mm-hmm. or like that kind of thing, like I don't, you know, so I don't really know. So I just want to say I do support that. Yeah, of course. You know, and honestly, but, like, if you're like emotionally, I can't not sit with my friends because I'll have an anxiety attack in every class. I can also dig that. I just think it's just interesting to watch it play out. And I don't know the reasons behind each of the disputes, mm-hmm. but many border disputes, many territorial disputes. <laughs> What's happening at the same time as all of this is that we are starting constitutional law and we're reading a bunch of the founding fathers documents. So Federalist Papers and the, the Articles of Confederation, the Constitution, Uh, the Declaration of Independence, all of the above. We're reading all those right now. And right now there is an astrological ingress happening that has not happened since the American Revolution. Oh. Yeah. And what that is, is that Pluto is moving out of the final degrees of Capricorn or just like basically today, um, yesterday and today, these these events were happening. Pluto, very slow moving, very intense planetary body, no longer a planet, but still a, bo- <laughs> a celestial body of importance, is moving through the final degrees of Capricorn and into the first degrees of Aquarius. At the same time that this is happening, the sun is at those same degrees. So the sun is on top of Pluto. The sun conjunction of Pluto, stop it. Um, I made a hand gesture that looked like a double-handed BJ and Lauren (laughs) could not help herself. (laughs) Anyway, so that's happening at the same time. And that that only happens once a year. The sun will conjunct Pluto once a year. But the fact that it's doing so at a time when Pluto is making this major move and Pluto moves through a sign, it takes like 20 to 30 years for it to move through a sign. So... It's just a big motion, and mm. and it's been a long time since the sun was on top of Pluto while it was moving a sign. And so that's crazy. This is also happening at the same degrees of Capricorn where Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto conjuncted one another at between January and March of 2020 when we also know there was a major revolution to our culture that occurred. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of all happening at once here. And I find it to be very interesting. Yeah, I also want to say that the the vibes around this are sort of territorial in nature, boundary in nature. It's a lot of um, heavy energy as we deal with like 
the sun is sort of shining its light onto Pluto. So this, so you, so metaphorically speaking, you could see this as being like a, um, like a revelation of power dynamics and how power operates in our life. Who has power over us? Who do we have power over? How do we handle that power? How is that power handled upon us? What kind of ethical uses of power do we use or unethical uses of power? Uh, where is their manipulation? Where is their obsession? Like, how are all of those sort of like very torrential and intense emotions colliding with being shown to you for the first time. So stuff might be bubbling up to the surface that is like asking you to be healed around power. This is also happening to other people. If you are an enlightened person who's done self-work, you could probably manage your way through some of this like traumatic stuff, but like you're going to see a lot of people freaking out around these issues because they maybe haven't done a lot of self-work and maybe they're like really overwhelmed by how this happens. And also this is happening in different parts of people's charts. So like it could be happening atop someone's Mars or atop someone's sun or something that makes them extra aggressive, you know? Hmm. It's just really very interesting. So what I hope you're not saying is that we're in for 20 to 30 more years that feel like this past week. No, 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 no. Okay, this, is a short, this is a short-lived transit. So the sun moves a different degree every day. Mm-hmm. And so you like even in the next couple of days, the sun will be quite a bit farther from Pluto. The change of Pluto from Capricorn to Aquarius is like a big thing that many astrologers are talking about. You can look this up online. You can see lots of information about it. But it, it does. And, and also Pluto already went into Aquarius before, but it just did a retrograde back into Capricorn. And now we're, we're moving forward and back into Aquarius and it will in fact pop back into Capricorn again for one last turn. It's just that it's not, it hasn't happened with the sun atop it in this way mm-hmm. it, since 1777 or whatever. So and it just an interesting, an interesting thing. And it's, it ha- is funny to watch the seeding chart blow up in such a dramatic <laughs> way, you know, with power dynamics and territories and territorial disputes in yeah. the same time. And, as and territorial disputes all over the world. I, I was just going to say that, but I was also just like, does anyone really want to hear this from me right now? But true, yeah. very true. Yeah. And Not that there's ever a time it feels like that there aren't, but... Yeah. Um, especially in some places, there are mm-hmm. just like, re- like very, you know, decades long territorial disputes. Yeah. You know, if we are mentioning the same without mentioning it. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> without going into international politics. Yeah. So it's just an intense time, really intense. That, that is part of what makes this such an intense week. Mm-hmm. And revolutionary changes afoot. So next week, you should expect managing fallout from this past week and then diminishing, diminishing intensity as we move forward. Good. Yep. There definitely will be lots of managing the fallout of this week next week. So in my my life, I already know that. So (laughs) good thing to look forward to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Five days of it instead of four. (laughs) I know. And also those of you who are listening to this in two weeks, sorry, this didn't come out as like a daily pod. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We are talking about the week ending in Saturday the 20th. Yeah, so, so the, the 19th and the 20th are when when the sun sat atop of Pluto making this big change. That those these were the really hot days, but leading the whole week leading up to Friday the 19th and then you know, and then these two days and then the week starting in on Monday is when we'll see some of this like fallout working its way through supposedly, you know, and we'll just say. And obviously this may not affect you. You know, it's like not everybody is touched by everything, but that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Um how was your week? Sounds like it was tough. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough week. Um you know, there are some details I can't give on the pod, but it was just, it, it was just kind of all over the place. Like there was some really hard stuff. There was some really like emotionally, uh, em- emotional stuff that was like bad. 
and then some like really high highs and they all kind of happened at once. It was like two days of like things that I should be really excited about and like really difficult stuff to get through and like emotional stuff and like work chaos. It was just like, it was like every feeling all at once. Yeah. So it was like kind of this like numb, like survival mode all week. Uh. <laughs> it was like, well, let's just get through and then yeah. breathe a little and see where we're at next week. So, you know, some good things and some bad things. That's life. That's life. But <laughs> yeah, it was, just, I feel like usually the ups and downs kind of flow, but this is just like erratic yeah. yeah yeah it was higher highs and lower lows than normal all happening at once so it's like cool good that's Lord. awesome yeah <laughs> so yeah no well well in the next pod we should make this note to ourselves to talk about how it all fleshes out over fleshes yeah. out how yeah. it all yeah whatever happens over the next week. <laughs> yeah we should do that um i do have to like end on a, like a little bit of a happier note yeah i do have a post <laughs> to share from after my downer <laughs> <laughs> downer of the planets and territorialism. Um, I have a little snippet from the old South Berwick Bulletin. Oh, sweet. So this is just a post that somebody made, and it's written to the folks at the Great Works School, which is one of the the schools in town. It's, is it the middle school? Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I don't have kids, so I don't know these things. I know where it is, though, because I hit a deer right in front of it earlier this year. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, children. <laughs> okay, so... It says, my name is redacted. Um, (laughs) And I'm the general manager of the Kittery McDonald's. Oh. I had to fight with a local USPS to get my mail at the end of last week. And going through it now, my heart is warm to find five separate letters written to our business from students in two of your classrooms. These two teachers, I just w- I won't name them. Um, thank you so much for sharing your opinion writing from your students with us. I'm proud to know there are people out there unafraid to be happy with us at McDonald's, and we are happy to have fans. So the idea is that like the students had to write opinion pieces in class, and some of them wrote opinion pieces about the Kittery McDonald. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And I would love to know like what the assignment was. Yeah, like, same. Was the teacher like you know write to a local business about your feelings about them yeah. or? Or what, or like maybe they had to write a review or they could write a letter or whatever, but it just was really sweet. It's so cute. And it's also interesting to think that like South Berwickians are go- coming all the way down to the Kittery McDonald's instead of going to Dover. It's interesting. Well, yeah. It's closer to the highway. Where's the McDonald's in Dover? Where's the highway in South Berwick? No, in Kittery. I know. But like, why would somebody from South Berwick choose to get to the highway? Is it close? Because that's how you get to the highway from South Berwick. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, it takes it takes so long to get to the highway from South Berwick. You could get to the Dover McDonald's before you get to the highway, but maybe that's not I true. just don't even know where the Dover McDonald's is. Oh, the Dover McDonald's is um, over by Planet Fitness. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it would just be up to Summersworth and over, I feel yeah. like. But, but same- you might not be coming from South Berwick to go there. It could be that, like, you're getting off the highway getting McDonald's on your way home. Right. Right. So, like... Enough that you Kids, think- like, people, you know, grocery shop and stuff a lot yeah. in Portsmouth or, you know. Yeah. I mean... And then don't go to the Portsmouth. Us South Berwickians are often in Kittery, I will say. Okay. Yeah, I just think it's interesting. (laughs) And I I wonder what about the, yeah, that was like some very deep locals talk. (laughs) People are going to be like, oh, no. Um, They could be shopping at the outlets. 
grab, you know, a, a Mickey D. Uh, Monica just raised her hand <laughs> to be like, can I speak during this segment? As yes. a parent, yes. these are kids, right? Uh, middle, probably grades four, five, and six, I think is the great work school. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they're driving back from games. Uh-huh. Which could be anywhere. Yeah. York or Portsmouth. That makes just sense. Just from experience. That makes sense. And also you're like, the kids are like on a high after oh, a yeah. game and they get to McDonald's and it's like epically exciting. And <laughs> they're like, we love this yeah. McDonald's yeah. so yeah. much. Yeah. That would make yeah. sense to me too. So on the way home, they're starving. Yeah. That McDonald's is also open very late. It's one of the it's only true. late night food spots around. Yeah, it's true. Hmm? The Kittery McDonald's? Yeah. It's like right by Gap. Right in the outlets. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't, have we ever discussed this? We're going to have to write to the Great Work Schools with all of our questions. Yeah, I know. We, have, we really need to know some information. <laughs> um, I also have a follow-up, which is, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the pod, but what's your McDonald's order? Oh, I am um, classic two cheeseburgers and mm. a Diet Coke. Oh, nice. With fries or no fries? I don't really love their fries. Yeah. They're great when they're perfectly fresh, mm-hmm. but they almost never are. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if I'm looking for something a little crispy fried, mm-hmm. I'll get a four-piece chicken nugget instead of fries. Oh, nice. But again, there's a lot of variation in the nugget quality. Absolutely. A fresh hot nugget is delicious. Absolutely. A cardboard nugget, not so much. Yeah. So how about you? Well, since I am often gluten-free, it's tough to order at McDonald's, mm-hmm. but I, in the summertime especially... When I need to pull myself out of a terrible funk, a summertime funk, a summertime sadness for all of us. Summertime blues. Yeah, summertime blues for Lana Del Rey fans and who? Um, Summertime blues. I don't know. Do you remember? Do you know? I remember it was on the Wonder Years soundtrack. Well, let's look. We're going to look this up. Summertime (laughs) blues, but not by Zach Bryan. Oh, my God. There's an Alan Jackson version and an Eddie Cochran version. I bet it's There's a Joan Jett version. There's uh, The Who. T-Rex, Brian Setzer. <laughs> this is hilarious. We don't know. So what I was just going to say is that in order to cure my summertime blues, mm-hmm. I often need a chocolate milkshake mm. and I will get that from McDonald's yeah. gluten-free item. Yeah. Um, and in fact, if you if anyone around here is GF and I'm missing some information about fast food GF options, I would really love to have that information. Like what options are there? Like are there – is there a secret menu I don't know about? You know what Mm. I mean? Or is there something available that I don't know about? I'd love to know that for really any GF people listening who go to fast food places because let me tell you, during law school, it's V important that I be able to get something disgusting sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, so that's – yeah. So I'm mostly like chocolate milkshake. If I'm eating gluten though, if I'm like going to go for it. Yeah. Then um, I probably would also go to cheeseburger. It's just, I. It hits. It hits. Yeah. And their pickle is perfect. I have been trying to mimic. Okay, wait, wait. (laughs) Hold, hold the fucking phones, people. Lauren Audette is a master canner preserver. She is a pickle aficionado. This is a person who will bite into a pickle and be like, this is why this pickle sucks in a a 10 part essay that I can do off the cuff. And, or she'll be like, this is a delightful pickle and here's why. Also a TED talk (laughs) I would listen to. But I'm just saying like, this is serious shit. And like, you know, uh, so to hear you say that the McDonald's pickle is perfect. It is perfect. Like if you're looking for that classic, like this is a scratch and sniff version of a pickle. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Agree. Okay. It right is now. 100% pickle coated pickle. Right? <laughs> it is just like okay. the flavor is pickle. It like transcends <laughs> any other flavor. 100% pickle coated pickle is definitely. 
Exactly. Episode title, 100% Pickle Coated Pickle. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, oh God. Uh, uh, when, you're, when you're on fire, you're on fire. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I have like, I mean, I love this pickle so much that I have been on online forums to figure out what the most McDonald's-like pickle is oh, that, that you can sense. buy commercially. Yeah. There are a lot of varying opinions on that, and some of them you can only get regionally. So I do have a plan for my, to ask my father to bring pickles from a specific store in Florida up for me <laughs> next time he comes. Because word on the street is that is the most McDonald's. Because I guess it's cre- it, like the theory is that it, it's a, like made at the same facility, so it is actually the same recipe, even though it is sold under a different brand. This is um, exciting. So I mean, it's like that's... a generic based on the wow. real thing. Yeah. Um, and I've also looked up a lot of recipes where people have like created recipes to mimic that. And I haven't found one that's perfect yet, yeah. but we're mid research project on um, the McDonald's. It's yeah. been like a decade long project. So as many of your projects are, let's be yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. you know, long-term and yeah. very committed in short bursts. And exactly. we love that. That yeah. is the way to be. Go through deep hyper, hyper fixations. And then it's sort of like maintains at a much lower pace for a very long time. Yeah, so, peaks and valleys. Until I solve it Yeah, and move on, can move it. on for it, from it. And so stay tuned in 10 years. We will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll finally have perfected it. So, Monica, I know we haven't introduced you yet, but I would love for us to, for the first thing to, for people to know about you is what is your McDonald's order? Yeah. If you have Thank one. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a single cheeseburger French fries and a vanilla shake. Oh, classic. You know, also, All the way. Yeah, the combination of burger, fries, and shake is, I mean, yeah. that's like root and toot in American. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I have to, I have a, a pickle thing mm-hmm. to, to talk about. I love the pickle on the McDonald's. Hamburger. Because it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. I also have a love of pickles in general, but I'm always, always unhappy with the pickles I buy, and I end up not being able to go finish the jar. Yeah. When I was a kid, my so my mom grew up just north of New York City and I would often visit my grandparents and they would get barrels of pickles from somewhere in Westchester. I don't know where. And these pickles were my life. Like my <laughs> brother and I, these pickles were just outrageous and I lived for these pickles. <laughs> and later as an adult, I found Bubbies. Yeah. Kosher Dills. Yeah. And I think those are those pickles. Oh. And therefore, henceforth, Crossing Delancey is my favorite rom-com. Never have I, have e- I ever haven't heard seen of that before in my life. I don't even know what a Crossing cross- Delancey? Never. No. No. Is it a film? This is a film. It is the best rom-com ever made. What year do wow. you think this came out? Oh, in the 80s. Okay. Okay. That's and who pre, is- Pre-rom-com years for me, oh. so I probably missed it. Who but- starred? That guy that you see one time in that thing Amy and that girl. Irving? Oh. Don't know that person. And what's his name? I got to look it up because he's the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Rygert. Okay. Yeah. No, I just, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm psyched to have. Lansing. Now tell me what's why. What's the is premise? It, or yeah. What or is, like, why is it your favorite? And also why is that connected to pickles? <sighs> because he's a pickle man. He's, oh. it's the, takes place on the Lower East Side near Delancey Street mm-hmm. in Manhattan. And the lead female character works in a bookstore and she, um, I can't remember what her aspirations are. Maybe she wants to be a writer or an editor and she's like falling in love with these writers, but her mother has the Yenta come to 
find her a match and wants to hook her up with the pickle man. And she's like, the pickle man, really? And you can imagine what happens from there. Nice. I love any rom-com that involves somebody working in a bookstore. So. I know. <laughs> and for me, like, Ayenta is, like, the greatest oh, yeah. thing. And, like, I recently binged on Jewish Matchmaker, the reality TV mm-hmm. show. Also good. So good. <laughs> yeah, also good. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, well, that one's now officially on my list. Oh, good. Yeah. I can't uh, wait to hear what you think of it. But now, <laughs> now I'll watch it again. I'll watch it a million times. <laughs> But now we want you to intro yourself. Oh, oh wait, but wait, but maybe you have to finish talking. So, oh, oh wait, yeah, I guess you did because Bubby's. So Bubby's pickles are like the pickles you had with your grandparents. Yes. All right. Yes. I love Bubby's pickles too. So I'm with I you there. I wonder if they are the original Bubby's. Like that was the, the Bubby's location, and then they like decided to. Per- yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't. Anyway, know. that's exciting. But it is. You also gave me some delicious pickles when I was at your house last time. Some jardinero, maybe, or something along those lines. I gave you a jar of pickles because no, no, no. You just ha- let me try them. Oh, <laughs> it was somewhere. I want to say maybe the Armenian market or the Portuguese oh, market the or vegetables, pickled vegetables. Oh. Yeah, yeah, from Eastern Lamajan in Watertown, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, I Those go are delicious. there every chance to so. buy like hundreds of dollars of food, <laughs> stuffed grape leaves, baklava. The best hummus and ziki and yeah halva. You had halva. I'm assuming oh, it was from there. Yeah, yeah, mm, yum, yum. <laughs> yeah. It was a delicious party. Yeah. So, anyway, well, but now we should actually introduce you, as Ashley mentioned. Um, I mean, I've known you for quite a while. I met Monica because we worked together, but then we also live in the same neighborhood. And the house I currently live in, my landlords are some of my best friends, and Monica was the one who introduced us. So they are old friends of hers from New York. When they were all living their My New York bandmates. best life, her bandmates, Monica is a designer, a musician, um, a mom, just a badass lady who does all Aww. kinds of like creative things and is <laughs> a great person. And, you know, I was excited to have you on the podcast because you have had a lot of different like life experiences when it comes to relationships and gossip. Um, And yeah, and I think you're at like an interesting point in your life and kind of out there trying some things you haven't done in a while. And um, yeah, Yeah, you've got a lot to add to. And you keep sending us gossip, so we had to have you on anyway. Um, (laughs) But is there anything you'd like to say about yourself? So I, since your first podcast, I've been such a devoted listener and like, so every time I listen, I just like I wanted like stop and talk. And I know. <laughs> yeah, everybody hear that. Tells us that. Yeah, totally. Oh, oh my god, it's just like it's such a gift to what you guys do, Aww. and I love it so much. And I think it's so important to talk about dating mm-hmm. and love and relationships. And there are lots of ways to listen to like quote professionals. But this is different. and Because really we special. are not professionals. Yeah, that's but we are people out there doing yeah. it yeah. and sharing our experiences. And I think that's so cool. And, and muddling through it as best we can. Muddling through it together. Yeah. yeah. And really taking different advice from lots of different people. Like we do discuss professionals and their advice on here. Mm-hmm. And then we also discuss our best friends who are not professionals giving us <laughs> advice and trying to take that. Yeah. Yeah. So... Back when you started, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was episode two. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was pretty early. Yeah. I think it was episode two. I'm pretty sure you said something that changed, literally changed the trajectory of my life. And, and I want to back up by saying, wow. like, I had been 
divorced a few years ago, had been on the apps, had dated, had had some interesting experiences, had had a couple of kind of crazy, not great experiences. And I was taking some time off. From the apps. From the apps. Could and you just also, trying to would you be willing to share your age with folks oh, or yeah. around how old you were when you had your divorce and when you were doing this dating yes. journey? So my divorce happened during COVID. Uh-huh. Which was cool. hard and crazy. And yeah. and I just would say since some people who know me will inevitably listen to yeah. this. Like my ex and I are good friends. We are awesome co-parents. Oh my God. And like we are cool. We could not stay married, but we are cool. And I have yeah. tremendous respect for him. And um, so we got divorced. Uh, some time went by. I got on the apps, had some crazy experiences, took a break after when that. say your age? Oh, did I say it? No. I'm sorry. 50, I'm 56. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right on. Okay. So 56 now. So this was happening like when you were like 53-ish or 54-ish? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I think cool. that's right. Okay. Sweet. And I have a, a almost 19-year-old daughter um, mm-hmm. who's in school now. But anyway, um, so I was taking a break. Mm-hmm. I had, had been in a relationship with a man I met on the apps. Like a pretty serious relationship. A pretty serious, yeah. We were together for over a year. So like your first serious had, relationship after your marriage. Yes. Yeah. And he had moved in. And then it was, I'm going to call him bad boyfriend. Okay. okay, great. Um, you can also feel free and give him a fake name if you want no, to. Uh, but yeah, bad boyfriend <laughs> works for I'm us. I'm going to call him bad boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, like I had to kick him out and change the locks oh, kind of situation. Oh, shit. Took a break. Yeah. Saw, joined a women's group, got lots of support. Mm. It was really like such a great experience. Joined this group in Sanford and wonderful. Got some friends to help me. Got some therapy started to feel like ready to get back out there. And I am a person who like always wanted a certain kind of relationship and refused to give up. And um, so I was like, okay, I'm ready to to try this again. Knowing more this time around, I tried totally different apps this Mm. time. Did not want to run any risk of encountering bad boyfriend again. What were the apps that you tried the second time around? The second time around, I tried. <laughs> oh boy! I'm please the farmer's one. <laughs> no. Please grinder. <laughs> I kept trying. They would tell me that I was so cuntalicious, but like we wouldn't go on dates. No, it was coffee meets bagel. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's cute. It's a cute name, but. It- was That's bad. I've never done that a, one. Cannot give it a good review. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was very limiting. Uh-huh. And just like not a lot of inventory or inventory. <laughs> so so it should be known that I am the kind of person that when I get an app, I buy it. Yeah. I do not do the free version for reasons of my own, but I want all access yeah. and I want to be protected by the protections that are sometimes inherent in these in in Buying into a thing. And oh, you're very end goal oriented too. I you're like, very, I want to yes. be in a relationship. Yeah. And so I'm going to give it my all and it's going to happen in a short amount of time. Unlike some of us who are like life, life dabblers. Yeah, life exactly. Dabblers. I, yeah. I know that it would happen quickly. Yeah. I, I was well, of course, prepared for but, the long haul because yeah. I thought, I thought this would take time. So the other, so Coffee Meets Bagel was 
Nothing but a cute name. It was very, very limiting what you could do, and the interactions were bizarre, hmm. and there was not a lot of inventory, and it was ex- not cheap. Yeah. So I bailed on that, and I tried eHarmony because cool. my cool. uncle uh, <laughs> is on it, and I wanted to go <laughs> out with him. My uncle in New hot. Jersey, who I love, um, my aunt died a few years ago, and my uncle found this beautiful partner on mm-hmm. eHarmony. And I thought, okay, well, maybe this is for the older folks. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, totally. And um, it's really expensive, but freaking worth it. It's It was such a good experience. And they you really have to fill out this very, very extensive personality mm-hmm. form, and you're supposed yep. to do it really quick and not think too much about it. And so when you look at people, when you're f- like – Going through the Rolodex, the you can see like numerically if you have anything in common from yeah. zero to whatever. oh, like your percentage of match, yeah. yeah. So, like, that actually helped me sort of like decide if someone was maybe worth talking to, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I read like tons and tons of articles about do's and don'ts and all the advice that the apps give you. I read it all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You did like an R&D process. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And all of them will tell you to put photos up. Mm -hmm. And some even say be aware of people who don't put photos up. And I think now in retrospect, like that's not good advice because – I'll tell you what happened. (laughs) (laughs) So there was somebody I had been looking at who didn't have a photo, but who said really cool things that really caught my attention. Things like, I have animals and land. I love being outdoors. If you could teach me about yoga and meditation, I'd really like to know about that. I'm really looking for someone to comfort in the hardest of times, to laugh in the best of times. Like, Really sweet and sensitive stuff. Also a little rough around the edges. I could tell he was in some kind of construction. Mm-hmm. Right now I am like, sex say. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, wow. Yeah. Like to comfort in the hardest of times, my entire heart blew up in my chest. And oh, I was like, oh, yeah. and then when you were like, and rough around the edges, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you always get those working man hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I kept passing it by because I thought, well, I can't because no I've photos, been, yeah, and like cautioned by people who did have photos, and yeah, who they said they were. I'm yeah. not going to communicate with someone who doesn't even have a photo up, yeah. And then you, Lauren, mm-hmm. said something about well, we were live swiping on the podcast, and I was like, there's yeah, there's this guy who sounds really interesting, but he he only had black squares for each of his photos on Hinge, and I was like. I think on the podcast, I was like, what the heck? I'll go for it. I'll send him a message. Spoiler alert. Mine did not work out as well as Monica's. (laughs) 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 Only because he didn't write me back. So, but whatever. Too bad. Yeah. His loss. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. But anyway, continue. So I, when I heard you say that, I was like, oh, do I have permission to? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm connect with this person so I wrote him back and I said that's so sweet I really love what you're saying I mean not not two minutes later he's like hi (laughs) (laughs) and there was just no pretense just right away 
you are interesting. I want to talk to you. Like, and so we chatted through the app for a while. And I asked him without any kind of like pressure. I was like, just curious. You don't have a photo up. You're seeing me. I'm not seeing you. That's okay. But just curious why. And he didn't really answer that for a while. But I, he just seemed so real. I just kept going with mm-hmm. it. And, and I, I, once we finally got off of the app and started communicating, texting by our phones, I said, look, you don't have to send me a picture, but I just want you to know where I'm coming from. You're seeing me. I'm not seeing you. It's a little uneven playing field. I've really been hurt by people who were not who they said they were. Yeah. And yeah. he sent me a picture. And he's adorable. Yeah, we both now, we now yeah. both have uh, seen him, and it's like, oh my god, if he was feeling bashful about showing his face, like not an issue. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was not bashful, mm. but he gets picked up by women all the. I can understand. He has a really, really great aura. Like he, he, I can totally see why women would be like, oh yeah, for sure. The Dunkin' Donuts girl who's like 18 uh-huh. slips him her number on a napkin. Love it. My God. I love <laughs> it. I do and love it. And he's a bit older than you also. He's eight years older than me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's in his 60s. Yeah. Picking yeah. up yeah. 18 year old girls and like... dunks. I mean, not that he's doing the work to pick them no, up. That not, sounded no, creepy. He actually, he's I just like mean very they're, much against they're flinging it. themselves at yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they all, like, I don't, I don't think a day goes by when a woman doesn't wink. Like, women wink at him. I don't even know how to wink. <laughs> I know. That's hilarious. I'm terrible at it. I'm always like, <laughs> I need my whole face to do it. And it just, yeah. Yeah, you just did it. And you looked like a cartoon character. Like, yeah. doing a wink. Yeah. You know, in a gift. Like full Betty Boop. Yeah. Like, now, all the way open. Like, half of my face scrunched. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, kind of like a Bell's palsy wink. <laughs> yes, yes. There is nothing... Nonchalant or sexy about it. <laughs> I love to wink at people. Do you? I, oh really? yeah, toll Let operators. Oh my god! Sometimes oh, I just am like, that is the sexiest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, you know, yeah, I'll like give someone my dollar at the toll, and I'll be like, thanks. I've and then, always like, wanted to be a, like, a cheeky so winker. Cute. I love it. It's yeah. my only oh. move, though. It's yeah. the only move I've got. <laughs> but you know what? Potent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. It's a very virile <laughs> wink. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, good to know. I'll keep that in the arsenal. Oh yeah, yeah. that's good. So yeah, women wink at him. My gosh. Yeah. So yeah, yeah he's got a vibe for he's sure. He's got a vibe. He's got a beautiful aura. He is um he's in tune with the earth like no one I've ever known, mm. with animals, with like feeling people's vibes. Mm-hmm. It's huh. incredible. He feels things when I'm not with him. He'll like call me and say, "Did something just happen? Are you okay?" Whoa! Yeah, that's so really intuitive. Awesome. Yeah. Oh God, he's what's his beautiful astrological chart look like? <laughs> Do you know his big three? I he's a Cancer. Oh well, oh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hell to the yes! Yeah. <laughs> Huge fan of a Cancer man, and his, he treats you really well. Oh yeah, it's what? very it's very yeah. different. It's everything I've ever wanted i'm i'm in it for the long haul yeah. incredible yeah. and it's interesting to see isn't it sort of like after your last relationship where there were so many signs it, that was kind of like a love bombing situation yeah. right where there yeah. were so many signs right away where you were going to be treated the way you wanted to and yeah. a lot of like 
effort put in and yes. house projects and yes. big energy and yeah. and then it flipped yes. so thoroughly and like yes. even not being in this relationship and only hearing it from you it feels like all the things you've wanted but in a much more even keeled yeah. steady like really stable feeling it's not high highs and low lows it is just like secure yeah he's he's so different from anyone i've met and and we come from different worlds, but both the thing we share is like a calling in, not a calling out, mm-hmm. and learning and changing our minds about things we always thought we believed in before and being like, oh, there's another side to this. That's fascinating. And so that's been a really exciting journey for me. Mm-hmm. And also that we don't live together yet. Mm-hmm. It's been a year and four months that we've had this time to get to know each other in a really sane and adult way. <laughs> yeah. And it's great to feel like an adult at 56. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the gospel. Yeah. I'm glad to know it happens at some point. <laughs> I think it can happen at any point. I yeah. mean, for him, he's 64 and he's like, my life is just beginning and it's beautiful. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Incredible. So what was your first date? <laughs> it's so funny because for so long we couldn't really go on a proper date and we would meet at like ocean state and go shopping oh my god that's actually okay i fucking love that and let me tell you my best friend abby is a person who is always like she okay she's capricorn she's a very practical person she's like my favorite dates are when we get together and do errands yeah she's like i like an errand ride along because you also get to see what people are buying you get a lot of stuff done it's the practical there's something to focus on which is always nice yeah and i am now very pro errand first date. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I'm like, do that. And as a practical person who has zero time in her life, that's quite ideal for me right now. I know? love the way you're framing that because yeah. it's so – I hadn't actually thought of it that way, but it, you're completely right, and that all happened. And it was an opportunity for me to see how he treats me in a day-to-day thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And – it's also How intimate, he, honestly, like shopping. What? Intimate is kind of it's, shopping. I mean, intimate totally. is kind of shopping. Shopping, <laughs> shopping is kind of intimate, it too. It is. So. And right away, he paid for everything in my cart. And pretty soon in the relationship, he gave me a credit card. Wow. What the fuck? I have Dang. never seen anything like that before. I've never I even heard of that. Life. I know married couples who don't share credit cards. I know. I know. It's very old school. And I'm so into it. I mean, uh, I would like to apply to be a part of this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I had a major revelation recently, and I don't know if, I think you guys are 10 years younger than me, yeah, more, 13. And when I was young and dating in my 20s, it was, this. the culture was, you have to be a strong, independent woman. Right. Don't let them pay for anything. Open mm-hmm. the door. No way. Right. Like, I bought into all of that stuff. And I understand why we did that. And I'm not dissing it. But there's not, it's not the only way to be. Yeah. And it's yeah. okay to love someone and want to do something for them. I fell into, like, provider, caregiver, everything person for so long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now it's like someone's taking care of me and I'm like, hi. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, and I also have to, uh, just hearing about that history that you've had, I have to really celebrate you and um, salute you for being able to move into a receiving energy so gracefully because I also mm -hmm. think it's very hard to take off that hard shell that it's was like hard. providing and caretaking, both people-pleasing and like doing all of that labor and, yeah. and shift into a softer space where you allow for someone to give to you. Like I struggle a lot with that. I know a mm. lot of women struggle a lot with that who mm -hmm. have had to be in much stronger roles in their lives. And so just like congratulations for making that transition Thank and you. for being able to like absorb and receive that kind of love. Yeah. It's an and to believe it. Yes. Too. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. I was just thinking that too. I was like, this would be a too good to be true pushing away scenario for me. Me honestly. too. Yeah. Props to you. Yeah. Big time. Really. Yeah. It is. Thank you so much. To trust in that and just, yeah, yeah be able to receive it. Yeah. I, I just, I love that it happened sort of by chance, like, and, you know, not that we like it did anything, but just that it happened to sort of like stem from something we talked about on the podcast and yeah. it did set this like thing in motion. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I love so. the idea that our little fingers are out there stirring sex pots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say too, that I love that you sort of intuitively just decided to like take a shot with this person after getting this advice that like you shouldn't trust that or 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 whatever because it is also hard to re-enter the dating pool after you've like been married for a long time and you had a really tough and sounds like traumatizing first relationship out of out of being married and married after being <laughs> married um, <laughs> and how long were you married for it was a long time right oh, for quite a while 19 years but together for like 23 or 4. Yeah. So full identity is merged with oh, this other person yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. And coming out of something some enmeshment like that and and having a tough relationship and wanting to take all the advice you can from who whoever seems like a quote unquote expert like a dating place or a dating site that's like don't trust people with no photos and you're like to be able to intuitively move beyond that is also very impressive because I would be like no, I have to follow the rules. Yeah. Like, these are the and then to know. decide to take advice from people who are not professionals <laughs> yes, at all. Exactto <laughs> well, Exactamundo. That's interesting. I know you see yourself a certain way, but like I would trust you with my life. Oh. Like you're Lauren. You're like, <laughs> I love you and trust you and seek your opinion. And like, so it's not just like. Yeah. Yeah. You're not just anybody. You're Lauren. <laughs> That's true. I mean, that is true. Like you have a like a very strong relationship with Lauren. So like yeah. hearing her advice on a podcast is, I guess, different from listening to just like any uh, couple podcast. of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, if I was listening to my friends, like my good friends' podcast, and yeah. there was something that spoke to me, I would probably take action on it too. So, yeah. and I'm also a wicked rule follower. Yeah, <laughs> like I, uh, I mean. You should see me drive. <laughs> oh, I've seen her drive. <laughs> I do like that, though, knowing that there's someone on the road who also likes oh driving rules. So, so breaking the rules is often very hard for me, but I also have this deep desire for love and a true relationship that goes beyond my wildest dreams. I've always wanted a thing like this, and so I wasn't, like, if something... Something was pulling me. I don't know if what that was, but 
you probably just needed to hear it because you I were already I feeling it. The permission. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And, and that's a good transition. I, I made a note for myself while you were first talking about like why you went on the apps and you said you were looking very specifically for quote, a certain type of relationship unquote, and that you were going to like go after that with your whole heart and whole mm-hmm. self. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if you could like lay out kind of what your criteria was mm-hmm. that you were trying to fill. So I think what I have wanted and what I am now experiencing is the relationship that I've always wanted that is stripping away all those other voices like you have to be strong and independent or you have to be caring and kind to the point of losing yourself. Like all the voices that if I strip them all away, there's a thing that I see that I've always wanted and that's just like total love even when you make a mistake or there's something hard going on but but still feeling that love and feeling like someone who's got your back and someone who I would never not have their back I I have tried to have that I have thought for moments that I might have that but then been like crushed Mm -hmm. yeah and it seems like you have been the person putting all the effort into getting it there as well. You know, you've been carrying it forward toward what you want to create, but haven't that there hasn't always been that reciprocation of like what you need. Yeah. 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 Right. I I would. Even if there's love and I'm not saying that there wasn't, you know, love in these instances, but like the kind of way that you wanted that love to express itself within your relationship I would say for my ex-husband, like, I really do believe that he did the best he could. And we were dealt a very difficult hand with what he went through medically. Uh So there's like a whole other thing that, sure, that was was like humongous. Um, But as far as like other relationships before, long before that, in other lifetimes, Mm -hmm. and then before I met my current hero. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just, I wanted a thing and I gave my heart and then like, was like, what, what just happened? (laughs) Like, I really believed, I'm such a like, I always believe the best in people. I'm, I know that I'm really naive a lot of the time. I know a lot more now, but I still want to believe the best before I hear that someone's not who I think they are or some, whether it's like a friend or a date or a politician like (laughs) yeah i'm just i'm constantly being crushed by finding out that it's not what i thought yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. never meet your heroes kind of yeah right well i'm so excited for you i know i already said that i think but it's just nice to hear a story of that happening yeah no kidding absolutely (laughs) it's really there's like a lot of hope in that story and i also see a lot of hope in you and the way that you approached dating like if you had had uh, you know, a 19 year challenging, sort of exhausting marriage, and then right into a very challenging and exhausting relationship, it would be so easy to lose hope and shut down to the idea of love or to the idea of, of, um, of something really healthy. And uh, instead, you were like, I'm going to commit to just being more discerning and actually finding it this time. Like, I mean, that mm-hmm. takes an incredible amount of inner strength to be able to do that. And it probably took that younger you, nobody's so holding the door for me, like totally independent, like that little like grain of 
who you were, despite all of the changes you've made since then and how you want different things, like she was probably doing a lot of that work, you know? That's so nice. What a beautiful like, way to think about that. You know, That's so she's great. like, I know what I want and I'm going to get it. <laughs> and I don't need anybody to hold the door open for me in the process. But once we get there, we're cool with it. Yeah. 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 Now, um, sorry, are you an earth sign or are you a Scorpio? <laughs> I'm an Aries. What the fuck? No way. <laughs> Unexpected. Unexpected, but I guess actually some of that does make sense. But I was, yeah, okay. Okay, okay, I can see it. Mars ruled. Makes more sense to me. Yeah, well, okay. I'm a fire sign, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. neither of my guesses. <laughs> Incredible. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, so one thing like that you left us a voice memo about on yeah. the Bay Patrol hotline, um, which and we had been wanting to have you on for a while, and then that was the moment where I was just like, well, we're not going to play this on the podcast or talk about it. We're going to have Monica on to talk about it. Was like an interesting little piece of, I would put it in the gossip category. It's not really gossip. It's more just a thing that happened to you. Yeah. yeah. That dealt, that related to your relationship previous to this one. With bad boyfriend. With bad boyfriend. And so I was hoping that you could kind of tell us what happened there and then what's come of it since, yeah. if there's any yeah. updates. So um, this was a couple months ago and this is, this has already been well over a year and a half since I kicked bad boyfriend out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he's long gone, but he, I call him bad boyfriend because he was so fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and what I learned over time was I, uh, so we got together, we hit it off. He was funny, charming, he swept into my life and, in retrospect, I should have ditched him after like the second month. Mm -hmm. But I was like so taken with him. And I'm going to say this. I think it's true. He weaseled his way into my life, into my house, started trying to like get me away from my friends, started to try to control my relationships with my family, with my ex. Then he started to drive a wedge between attempt to drive a wedge between me and my daughter and that's when i was like no. out of my house yeah goodbye mm -hmm. yeah goodbye no and there were various bizarre things that he would do and i would take these anecdotes to a really close friend i described one of these events to her and she said oh he's a dry drunk no way and i was like what's that uh -huh. <laughs> I, I didn't know about this phenomenon. Mm. And I took this information to my therapist, told her everything. And she was like, yeah, that's exactly what that is. So as my therapist described it, like, because this person started drinking so young, like at 15 and mm. was a hard drinker mm -hmm. at 15. And he didn't stop drinking until I think well into his 30s, maybe even yeah, I think mid-30s. Basically, she, my therapist described it as like kind of an arrested development. Mm. Often people who maybe quit drinking after all that, who have not done the work yeah. to figure it out and like really work on this, what can often happen is when they get into a relationship, the closer they get to someone, the meaner they get, the more possessive they get, the more abusive they get can get. Mm. So I would say that this, that bad boyfriend was 
not just emotionally, emotionally abusive, but like literally emotionally violent. Mm. And, um, it took a lot of recovery for me Mm. and I'm, I'm not sorry it happened. I feel like I, I have such a more clear perspective on, I didn't know what emotional abuse was before. Yeah. Now I have this picture of it. It's like, it's so bad because yeah. you can't prove it and you don't know yes. how to tell yeah. people about it. It's so complicated. Yeah. yeah. And you're constantly being gaslit. So you almost, oh, so you don't God. believe or trust yourself. Yes. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just awful. So anyway, he's long gone. I'm very happy. I'm in this <laughs> new place in my life. I'm flipping through the Instagram and there's a message and I go to read this message and it's from this person I don't know. And she says, hey, I don't know if you'd want to talk to me sometime, but seeing as we both dated the same person, I was just wondering if we could chat. So this is bad boyfriend's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. This is ex-bad girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) And my first reaction was like, I think I threw the phone down. Yeah. I mean, I would also be like, I rebuke thee. <laughs> I mean, I'd just be like, I don't want the vibes. Yikes. Yeah, but was, also I, I get, yeah, I get it. I also wasn't sure if like maybe he put someone up to this. Mm-hmm. So I asked her just one or two questions to like make sure this was real. And to be completely forthcoming, this happened to me twice before in back in my old early young days where I was approached by a girlfriend of an ex-boyfriend. Like somebody who dated them after you. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So had it been the first time, I might have like not responded at all. But I engaged with her a little bit. I asked her a couple of questions and I decided to answer her questions. Mm-hmm. And she asked me some questions. We had a, a, a lengthy back and forth. She seemed like she was in a lot of pain, Yeah, had been through a lot of the same stuff I had, but also had a very different experience as well. Hmm. We shared our experiences and I felt very validated Hmm. by the experience and I hope she did too. And we remain Instagram friends. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Women supporting women, you know? That's right. Totally. Totally. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's happened twice before to you? Yes. That's, that is also wild to me. Has that ever happened to you, Lauren? I was trying to think. It's, I feel like it has, but I can't put my finger on wh- when it would have happened. So maybe not. Yeah. And I think that – sorry, I'm just going to jump. Is that Yeah. <laughs> no, I should have thought to actually ask you and like reciprocate, you know. Because <laughs> um, I don't think it's happened to me, but I have also dated people who were – friends with their exes and then I have also dated people who like made me hang out with their exes because they were still friends with them and I say made me because I like pretty much never want to hang out with people's exes (laughs) but I was like but I also am kind of like want to be accommodating and there's no reason for me really to be like no I don't want to hang out with your ex so I just beyond being like I don't want to so I have and so and that's been really normal, actually. So I don't think, yeah, I don't think I've been approached by that. But it does it does lead me to think about those Facebook groups, which we have mentioned before, like, are we dating the same guy? Mm-hmm. Um, and that phenomenon now in a way that the internet can really be very interesting. In, in I had uh, the exact same thought when you were yeah. talking about this. I was like, somebody, so like you've both been through this experience. Somebody needs to keep, like, the, the, I feel like the next step is keeping the next person from dating him. It's like... How do we protect women before? And how do we post him in the Facebook groups? I know there's say, that. And I also, there's, that brings me to mind too, though, of like, is there, is there any way that we could do um, some completely 
unconstitutional surveillance of him, though? Because, like, what if he does do the work? Do you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. What if he actually goes to therapy? Right. Like, and what if he is doing the work and then is able to have, Mm -hmm. you know, a stable and good relationship? Not trying to shut somebody off forever. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because I, because that is something I get concerned about when, even when it comes to a whisper network, if the whisper network is in use for a long period of time, and if there's ever an opportunity for redemption, Mm. like how do we also keep that opportunity on the table? And I think about this in a much larger context of like, carceral versus mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. options for justice mm-hmm. and um and the options for like transformation and healing but also like it sounds like that guy's probably going to be a dick forever or <laughs> like, <laughs> like may not be and i and i say that like as a joke but like it does sound like he's maybe not that interested in doing a lot of the work so I, that may be a different case you know i i don't have a lot of hope for him doing the work and part of the reason is because a few weeks before I kicked him out of the house. We were actually visiting his parents and I had an opportunity to be alone with his mom for a while, who I love and actually stayed in touch with her for a little while. Um, But we were close and we had an opportunity to talk one-on-one for a while. And at one point she said to me, she was talking, reminiscing about her kids growing up. And she said, how are you handling his anger? And I was like shocked that she asked me that. It seemed so out of the blue, but it's almost like she knew. Man, that would be the most scarlet of red flags <laughs> for me. Like that would scare me actually. Yeah. And at that point in the relationship, had had you witnessed the anger at that point? Yes, this was you close had. to the end okay. actually. Mm. Yeah. I, I just, I looked at her and I didn't know what to say. Yeah. And she just continued on with her stories mm. but i was like oh my god <laughs> she, wow it was like she had some sense of something going i don't know I, yeah i don't know well i'm sure she's seen it then and you know and maybe she had a sense that you needed to hear or you needed some acknowledgement that like it this started, you weren't blowing things out of proportion right, and right. yeah can i just tell you another like unrelated but related witchy kind of story yes oh those are our favorite (laughs) yes um in in another lifetime when I was a very young adult I was dating a man who I was interested in pursuing a relationship with but we were having problems there were certain things that weren't lining up and I was thinking I don't know if this is going to work out Mm -hmm. we went to have lunch with his mother and her girlfriend who lived together And they're both like very spiritual women. One of them was a a Jungian psychologist. Mm -hmm. She would like interpret my dreams all the time. It was (laughs) awesome. (laughs) And then the other woman who was his actual biological mother, she was an acupressurist. And like they just had like all the crystals and like all the stuff in the house. It was awesome. Anyway, we were sitting around the table eating a meal And the weirdest thing happened. She looked at me and like opened up my face and put her head in and said, you know, you don't have to stay in this relationship, right? Uh, um, I have a few follow-up questions. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to know how does she unzip your face? This is is feeling very Beetlejuice all of a sudden. I know. Um, I don't understand. Do you mean like like she... 
like uh, figuratively, energetically. Yeah, it's okay. like she came into my head. Like Whoa. her voice, her whole image and her voice was in my head. The conversation was still going on, but she and I locked eyes. She came inside my head and said something like, you know, you can get out of this. I never forgot it. Full body vibration. Yeah, I just got goosebumps. Yeah, same. <sighs> That's so intense. Yeah. So moms know. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And also it's like particularly hair raising on the back of the neck when moms deliver a warning about their sons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feels particularly. Because you know it probably takes yes. a lot to get there. Yeah. Yes. And she's and she has suffered mm-hmm. also. Yes. You know, because you know it's really painful to have to bear a child, raise them and see them be toxic or violent or misogynistic. You know, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. the pain of that, I can't really imagine. Mm-mm. So, wow. <laughs> um, all right. Well, one thing that I, I didn't tell you about that I was going to ask you about. Um, Surprise. Is, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask you about your music. And if you're currently making music, you've been a musician for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, for like the last three years, I've been working on an EP with a friend of mine who's in up in Woodstock, New York, like trading files back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been able to finish the EP because I don't have any money. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm familiar. And, um, <laughs> and my current hero, amazing warrior boyfriend said to me not two days ago, you need to finish that yeah, project. Yeah, I will pay yeah, for it. yeah. I was waiting Aww. for this. I was like an angel among Sparky. us. I know. I know. Um, I have a question for you. What do you play? Um, I play guitar and I write and I sing. Mm, awesome. And um, I pretend to play the keyboards. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you like learn as you need. Exactly. But you look cute. <laughs> <laughs> You totally play the keyboards. I've seen you I do really it. Don't, yeah, but okay, thank you. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, so I contacted my producer engineer friend, um, Jeff Lipstein, the greatest, <laughs> and um, and I I said, hey, I think I think I have some funds to finish this up, and so we're going to talk this week and get it done. But I do have all the songs are finished. They're not mastered, but actually, I think they're. I, I could give you one. Yeah, we'll definitely asking. put that on in here. And uh, yeah, because you've had a number of bands like since you and I met, like we met in 2015. So it's been. Wow. Almost 10 years. Yeah. I It, it blows my mind that like you're 56 because I threw you a 50th birthday party. It doesn't seem like that long oh ago. Oh my God. That was the greatest <laughs> At the Bowie party. Gallery. Oh my God. That was really Natalie. fun. Yeah. Um some love to Natalie Pavlov. Yeah. Hey Natalie. I love you, Natalie. <laughs> I also love you, Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna make fans. She's thing. gonna pee her pants when she hears <laughs> oh this, honestly. God. Natalie Pavlov fan cast. Yeah, I love exactly. Her so much. When I was about to turn fifty, I had been for six months leading up to that, my brother was dying. And oh I was taking gosh. care of my brother and going back and forth and <sighs> To, um, to he died three New weeks York. before my 50th oh, birthday. And gosh. I had really wanted to throw myself a 50th birthday party, but I just couldn't fucking do it. I mean, how, where I would you, like you find the yeah, time you had, or the energy? I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And, so I asked, and there were some other things going on in your life then, too. I can't remember what they were, but I feel like that wasn't even the only thing, and it was huge. That was the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, it fucking sucked. Yeah. But I wanted a party. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I 
uh, you and me and Natalie, we were all working together at that time. And I, I asked, I asked Natalie to like, can you, can you just take this from me and run with it? And you and, and Natalie, Natalie's such like an event planner and like, yeah, yeah we were like, yep, we got it. So, so we I still have the Monica's 50th birthday playlist on my oh Spotify my somewhere. <laughs> it was at Bowie Gallery. Ugh, perfect. And, and my band played mm. and yeah. then there was a dancing and food and it was best party ever. In my it was home. fun. It was really fun. That sounds so. amazing. Thank you. But, that. Yeah. Oh, oh anytime. <laughs> um, I love a party. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the whole point of saying, setting that in a timeline is that you've had a number of bands over the years, even since I've known you and you were in one band with your ex-husband yeah. and you would play around town quite a bit. And then you were in a band and kind of still are with my Mm-hmm. friends and sifter. landlords sifter yeah. and you and i kind of had a fake band uncle or no not uncle puppy or was it uncle puppy we did call it uncle puppy for a minute yeah that name came from ellery that's what right. his niece used to call him uncle oh right right <laughs> uncle puppy is an amazing Isn't that good? <laughs> yeah it's really good um did you create any tunes we were gonna do some crazy covers i think yeah, it's uh, so long ago because it was like pre-Hawk Slit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't really remember it, but it never really became a thing. It was no, more of an idea. It, it than was it. really fun, and it was a fun idea. Yeah, but I always I always love your songwriting, and I don't know. It's just great. So we'll, we'll throw some, yeah. some Monica Cohen tunes nice. at the end of the old Bait Patrol podcast here. Thank but you. speaking of music, um, to kind of wrap as like a final segment, we've been trying to do this thing where we ask each guest – um, or just each other sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like a top. It's not really a top five. It's like a top several. Five-ish. Yes, top, top several. several. <laughs> I like that, honestly. Top several. Uh, <laughs> and this week's top several um, was we asked you to come and talk about your top hot, like sexy, or like just like really attractive band somebody could like play for you or put on a mix. And so we all have things jotted down. And we usually do this kind of round robin style. But I'm going to let our guest, I'm going to let our guest start. Yeah, but can I just say, I actually didn't know we were doing hot, sexy. Okay, well, I, I, was I couldn't thinking, think of the right words. Okay, I was thinking so like could... like someone, like you're asking someone new that you're dating, like what they're into, and they say something and you're like, that is fucking incredible. Yeah. Like super impressed attractive by attractive. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I was right, like, not like I was R&B hits yeah, yeah, for yeah, the better. Exactly. Yes, I was yeah. like, I wasn't thinking sex sex. Yeah. Because <laughs> then some of these answers would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> but okay that sounds amazing so yeah monica kick us off oh my god okay so uh, in a previous lifetime i had a sort of a celebrity crush on someone at work this is very a ce- a wait, celebrity wait, that you, you worked, worked with no, a celebrity no oh i'm calling it a celebrity crush because it was just like an unrequited yeah. Oh, yeah yeah okay you had a, built them out you had idolized. your own personal celebrity yeah. Yeah. did i know that he actually had a crush on me too. Um, he sent me prototype by Outcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like you're listening to Outcast. Okay. Is he trying to say something? <laughs> well, what about that song? Like, does it have like I don't know that song, so I, I am aware of Outcast for sure. If you just listen to it, but... you will know exactly what I mean. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, can you describe like, it for our listeners a little bit? Like, what's it? Um, does it have a theme? It's, it's the 
Um, do you want to talk? <laughs> She's blushing. I know, right? Everybody. I'm like, is it vibe? Is it lyric? It's is it every? It's vibe and lyrics. Okay, it's the fucking baseline. Okay, 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 yeah, that'll do it. And it's um, I, what's his name? Uh, the guy in Outcast, not Andre. Oh, that was the only one I. That's the only the one. Other I, guy, the other guy. The other guy. Who, <laughs> uh, oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm an idiot for not remembering. Yeah, I'm, you're the worst. I mean, really, a very bad person. I, <laughs> I'm the worst with band names, song names, and album names, and I love music deeply. And celebrities, and a lot of it, celebrities. So like, it's fine. I could have listened to an album 250 times, and in fact, I was on Peter Squire's podcast, and we were talking about a Wu Tang um, album, and we were both talking about it. And we were both really into this album, and we both got the title <laughs> of the album wrong, oh and it God. was just like, well, that's out in the world now. So okay, that makes me feel yeah, good. yeah, okay. An amazing kickoff song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Outcast in general as a band is like an impressive one to lay down. Oh, so much to say about them. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> nice. Cool. You want to take it away? Mr. Yes. Audette? So like my, I feel like there's sort of a, th- a theme to my top ones. I, yeah. I jotted down like 13, but I X'd out the bottom, you know, the bottom 10 or so, <laughs> or the bottom Love eight. Love it. Um, I realized everything that was coming to the surface to me for something that a man could be really into that was super attractive was like listening to women musicians. Yeah. I, I felt that like, too, dude. I, I was felt like, that wow, too. that is really like, yeah. it seems obvious sort of on paper, but I didn't realize I felt so deeply about it until yeah. I really started thinking about like, what would make me very attracted to somebody? And it's, yeah. if they could talk really passionately about music written by women. Yep. So I put my first one down as Scout Niblet. Oh, for sure. Which I'm just like, it's powerful female energy no too. Shit. And like, also like pretty gritty and kind of lo-fi at times and or most of the time and um really strange vocals like it's Mm -hmm. it's it just says a lot because it's also like kind of on the more artsy end of the spectrum like not everybody's going to be into it and um i think that if you can really appreciate her like wackadoo voice and like the way she layers sound and like the power Mm -hmm. that's hot (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure and i gotta tell you that i got goosebumps when you said it because it really hit me like a ton of bricks because I thought like yeah it shows that like this is a person who's willing to or at least like this is what I would make it up in my mind to be somebody who's probably (laughs) just like I just like her but like I'm like you like you'll do a challenging listen and you'll have the patience to like listen through something that's not like the easiest listen and appreciate like the completely outside the box sort ofness of her, like the uniqueness of strangeness. Yeah. And I think that men who have an affinity for strange women are men that like that's a real green flag for me. Yeah. Yeah. Those are like the mm-hmm. only men who are gonna be into me, I think too. <laughs> yeah, that's bit, probably but, true for me too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like I mean on top of that also she embodied Prince Billy like saying the best love song of all time. Right. Which we have discussed. So we have and, discussed. And we put But on that wasn't even really the reason, but I felt like it it bears mentioning. Amazing. If if some dude was like, this is my favorite love song, I'd be like, Psh. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh my God. I think last year was the first year in 10 years it wasn't my most listened to song ever on my Spotify rap. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty disgusting. Anyway, <laughs> over to you, Ashley. <laughs> So I also was like going down that route of like listens to women. And mm-hmm. then so I tried to build some other things in. So one thing that I thought to myself is like, what is 
so what's a, a musician, as I was going down this women route, what's a musician that I would be like, that's a musician that I think of as being kind of machismo and yet still impresses me? Because as I'm like thinking, listens to women, I'm like, well, what's the opposite and would I still go for, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, and I immediately thought like, oh, I really appreciate when men like Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. And like, I know that's kind of like a very obvious answer here, but I, but I just... It always feels good to me. It always feels green flaggy to me. He also is like very much a man's man like yeah. sort of musician. Mm-hmm. And yet it still green flags me. Yeah, it makes me feel good. And I also love to hear like if they listen to Springsteen, like what's their album? And I think that says a lot uh-huh. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. yeah. I think that's a great answer because I, yeah. I agree it is yes. very masculine, but it also has a lot of like – working class hero like sticking up for the little man like hometown roots like there's so much good in it there's like passion for real people Mm -hmm. and like hard stories Mm -hmm. and well it's like and also just like a good jam jam. exactly and also i think he correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure that he's wicked loyal to his band and his wife. Yeah, um, some sad news been, for you. Oh no! Did yeah, break? no, they didn't break up, but he had a very and like a, a bummer, um, like had sex with a chick from a gym um, oh. affair a few years ago. Yeah, and they almost Stop broke it. up. Yeah, oh, and wow. then they stayed together. Um, oh. And I was, I just like you are feeling right now. I was also feeling pretty heartbroken, but I also think like less acknowledge you know, adultery and that that's a thing. And also let's acknowledge that they worked through it and they're, they're still together yeah. and they seem like they're yeah. just as in love as they were before. And so I think like that's also pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah. And we but, yeah. can't expect people to not be flawed, but yeah, you know, yeah. And, oh, uh, but I think he is incredibly loyal to his band members. I mean, a lot of those <laughs> band and his wife is part of his band too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, there's, and it takes a lot to work through the accountability of yeah. fucking up like that and, yeah. and retain the loyalty yeah. of your That's wife. Huge. Yeah, I can't even imagine numbers. how that, that would is huge. how that happens. Yeah. And who knows what this the, We what really the don't know. Is. Yeah, we really don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, so but, I'm being that person who wants to think that everyone is as great as sorry. I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to decide that there's some reasons for this yeah. that we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to do still love some you emotional first. labor. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <Yeah>. No. <laughs> I do. For, no, yeah. I do. I yeah. do too. Yeah. Um, all right, great. What's your next one? Oh, um, okay. So... <sighs> PJ Harvey. <gasps> oh. She's on my list too. Oh my ah, Top five. Yes. And we went and to see her for your 50th birthday. For 50th birthday. Wow, your 50th fucking Lauren rocked. and Laura, <laughs> love you, Laura, <laughs> took me on a surprise journey to Boston to see PJ Harvey. That's right. We didn't wow. tell her where we were going. I can't even imagine the like vaginal joy that must have been there. <laughs> like, like a PJ Harvey show just seems like. I don't know. I the was womanocracy. So <laughs> yeah. I was so high from that. For mm-hmm. so long. And also yeah. just like that's what they did for me for my 50th. Mm-hmm. Like the party, the party was amazing too. But this was like so special and so thoughtful and took planning. Mm-hmm. Like amazing. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. And PJ Harvey, I just think is like <sighs> if you if you're a man who's into PJ Harvey, then then you're awesome. Then you're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Enough said. <laughs> I got into PJ Harvey because um, – so my dad owned a business, um, like a meat and provisions business that he ran out of my house growing up. And he always had a couple workers who were 
the delivery drivers who would go down to Boston and pick up the meat and then deliver it to all the restaurants around here. And he had the same two people work for him pretty much my whole life, one of which was my Uncle Jim. And the other one who was his first employee, this guy, Paul, who was like so much more like me and kind of got me in a way that like the rest of my family, I'm not saying my family doesn't get me, but they didn't, they weren't the same as me in this way. Like my obsession with music and like always reading like music journalism and like trying to like, and just like spending all my money on CDs and, um, and he just kind of got that side of me and he would always and he would bring me interesting films to watch and he would he was just this interesting he lived like a little bit communally and like he had he was really smart and like well educated but just like drove this truck for my dad and he would anyway he would just bring me like media and like introduce me to things and he introduced me to PJ Harvey so it's like at this perfect time I think it was like in seventh grade and it was just like I was super angsty and I needed like that female angsty kind of energy. And anyway, it was amazing. And so like, not only do I love her, but like, I love him and like, I love that association Mm -hmm. and that he like, just like dropped that in my life at like the perfect time. And he would always bring me his old Rolling Stones after he was done reading them and like, let me read them. And even up until when we were working at Beach Pea, he he would, you know, deliver meat there and he would always like bring me DVDs. I'd be like prepping vegetables and he'd be like, have you watched this one yet? And drop it off. And then he would pick it up like the next week when he came back with the next meat order. (laughs) That is so sweet. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. Great great choice. choice. And now I can slot something else into my top five (laughs) from from my top 18 or whatever I have. Um, (laughs) All right. Um, the next person on my list is Kate Bush. Oh, I can't. You guys, like, I this is so unmeetable goals. Like, my fucking god! Somebody imagine somebody who listens to PJ Harvey and Kate Bush. Like, and please imagine who that is. I what know. Mythical I was thinking about my list, my list over here and felt the same way. But I will say, I did put a lot of effort into not just putting like obscure shit that we'd have nothing to talk about on this to- list. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah, I feel like it's a real green flag if a man is like, I love Kate Bush. I mean, so. talk about liking liking a strange woman. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. Sure. Yep. How about you? What's oh my next? god, me next. Okay, yeah. Um, so it let's switch to women for me. So I was thinking like. I really love it when men are into like some sort of older vintage country. And I think it would be so meaningful if a man was like into an older vintage country lady. Mm -hmm. And I would, of course, like Dolly is great and and we all love her, but she's also really accessible and it's like very trendy to like her right now. So all boys are like, I love Dolly Parton. You know what I mean? So like, all right, check that box. And that's good. So I was thinking more like maybe Tammy Wynette. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that would be a real surprise, especially since like she's also kind of... A misandrist, <laughs> and I appreciate that She's about her. Oh, so misandry is like the counterpart to misogyny. So she like kind of hates men in a lot of her songs. <laughs> like she doesn't, but she does. Like she definitely loves men, obviously. But like, I think she just sort of sassy towards men in a lot of her music. And so, it, it, like, I would love that if a man. Was yeah, like, yeah, I really like him. I can handle. I can yeah. take it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like, I enjoy this. I mean, Loretta Lynn would also be great, but I feel like she's coming up behind Dolly as like a the one that everyone's. You know, yeah, knows about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. so that would that would touch me as well. Yeah, like it would mean that also we had to like look through some stuff to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, she, it's not the first person necessarily that you might listen to. So it means that he's listened to Dolly and then he wanted to go further into vintage women mm-hmm. country yeah. and he like kind of got into her. You know, and mm-hmm. I like that yeah. a lot. All right, great. You. So this is going to surprise you. Mm-hmm. 
Sparky turned my head around with Dave Matthews. Wow. Okay. That is okay. love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> I was like, this girl's down bad. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. Um, Tell us why. I, I'm a convert. Mm-hmm. And he knows, like, he, one thing I love about him is like, he know he listens to the lyrics mm. and he'll often text me just meaningful lyrics from a song. And often it's Dave Matthews. Wow. And so I started to try to check it out more because I know we're going to end up at some Dave Matthews concerts in the sure. next few years. Yeah. Heather O'Brien is going to be so excited to hear this. I saw her post about a Dave Matthews post and I was like, She's oh my like God. the biggest fan I've ever met. I guess she is. Yeah. Yeah, I've been completely converted. That's awesome. Uh, I love it when that happens. It's so exciting when you're, you maybe think somebody was one thing or you knew a few things they did and it kind of wasn't your jam or, and either you change or you just discover other things that they did that really speak to you. Yeah. It's a cool feeling. Really cool. And when somebody can like help open that up. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Any particular song or album that you're into or? Oh, um, I'm not well learned yeah. enough yet to name songs. Um, I would recognize them if I heard them, but I <laughs> yeah. definitely don't know song titles and definitely have not memorized any lyrics. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's all good. Even if you, like we discussed before, even if you said a song or, or album title, I'd just probably smile and nod. <laughs> Great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so something on my list, it's it's not like a banter musician, but I wrote like something sort of semi-unknown from like their hometown or their local area, like a local band yeah. or something they learned about like traveling or if they lived like in another country or something like that, yeah. like something that they were excited about to discover or has a sense of place and is like special to them in that way. So Yeah, I mm-hmm. like that too. I think mm-hmm. that's really sweet. And something that has like a sense, yes, rooted to a sense of time mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, I like that. That's sweet. Yeah. Good idea. Um, I also have another man to tell you about. How dare you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I like when boys – you know, it's funny because the, with this one, it could go either way. When I hear it, I'm like, cool, that's cool. And then also sometimes it's attached to a type of man that I'm like, you can't date him, but it's cool. And it definitely <laughs> – I'm like, I like that. And that is Billy Bragg. Oh, um, Yeah. Part of the reason why sometimes you cannot date them is because sometimes they are philandering leftists <laughs> who are not rela- relationship boys. Those mm-hmm. are do it quickly on his mattress on the floor boys. Mm-hmm. Wow. But but not. But it's still hot. It's still. <laughs> it is still hot for sure. And any guy who likes Billy Bragg, probably we have at least some political like. We're in line politically. Like, we're, I'm like, there's no libertarian on the planet who's listening to Billy Bragg and all that. Probably. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but probably not. But not very closely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I saw I Billy Bragg solo at the Beacon Theater in New wow. York City. That's awesome. And it was like going to church. Oh, yeah, for wow. sure. I love the Beacon Theater. Can't imagine. I, the I just Theater. went there for the first time a couple summers ago. It's beautiful. I saw a lot of shows there when I was living there and working there. I feel like straying from my list. 
I know. I know that feeling. I'm, I'm going to mix it up on the next round because uh-huh. I think I've made my point. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> totally. You know who also makes a point in your list that it's not on your list and, but it, and it's not on mine, but I was like listening to you and I was like, Patty Smith might be on there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. She falls I'll in line say, with yeah. list thus far. Yep. Yeah. She would fall right into this yeah, list. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Hit us. Justin Timberlake. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unexpected. <laughs> Loving it though. Okay. Tell oh us why. Oh my God. I... So I was obsessed with Ugly Betty for a long time. I've seen it like five times, like the whole, all five seasons. Oh, wow. And there's a scene where she's like lost all her boyfriends. Aww. And she's having to like rearrange her life and her thinking and everything. And on comes, um, what goes around comes around, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And I was like, who's that? And I shazammed it. Yes. And like I went deep down the rabbit hole of Justin Timberlake. I'm already well into my 40s at this age. (laughs) And I'm like, holy shit, this guy's a fucking incredible performer. And these arrangements are from outer space. Yeah, he has an incredible producer for sure. He's the most nimble performer. Yeah. And the music is unbelievable. (laughs) Like the, the two 2020 albums, the gold and the silver they're they're mind-boggling and i and i've rarely met anyone not, not even just men who like really have a, a intellectual appreciation of mm. him sure mm-hmm. i didn't even know he came out with albums in the last 10 years I had oh no yeah idea. for sure yeah. yeah okay and they're amazing I think he's. I don't know. That flannel shirt song really murdered me. That was after that. (laughs) That was after that. And I agree with you. (laughs) That was a bummer. But I did really like that one track on that album, Say Something, that he did with Chris Stapleton. I thought that was really good. But anyway. I'm not sure if I heard that one. Yeah. Um, Like, I would say, check out Pusher Love. I will. I mean, I definitely like know his pop hits and like agree that like for pop music like the production's amazing like he has good vocal range like he can make a fun song for sure so yeah. mm-hmm. i'll check i'll check it out yeah i haven't yeah um haven't heard i i yeah i didn't know he still did those things so Hot. good to know i'm very out of All the loop caps. though so that's not Hot. surprising <laughs> <laughs> and those curls oh my god <laughs> um all right I'm going to say next, Brian Eno. (gasps) I just feel like especially some of his more ambient works. I love all Brian Eno. Uh Like, but yeah, there's just something about like listening to music that's basically nothing Uh that like feels very soothing and, and it's sort of intellectual. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be. It's not that you have to like be intellectual about listening to, to it, but um, I feel like people who are drawn to it often want to know like why that music was created or like why it's important or interesting. Um, and it just clues you into a certain curiosity about the world. And and again, like into something that's like maybe a little difficult or first or not, not obvious. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I'm really interested in, this is not on my list, but that is true very true to me which is that like I'm really interested in like weird inaccessible music that I don't already listen to and somebody providing the introduction to it and taking me through it with them Mm -hmm. like it's not something I'm going to listen to on my own if I tried it on my own I would turn it off like I wouldn't get into it necessarily on my own but if somebody brought it to me as something they loved and wanted to take me on a journey with them I would so appreciate it and like Mm -hmm. really enjoy that 
yeah. very much. And yeah. I like that. That's a good pick. Well, if you haven't gone on a journey with Brian Eno, I would suggest you do so. I don't want to but... do it on my own. That's one I can't do on my own. But if you'd like to have me over to your house and we lay down on the floor and listen to records together, obviously I would love that. Okay, it's great. Just... We'll do it. You might, have to, <laughs> you might have to bring like your slippers and a like little nappy cloth. <laughs> a <laughs> nappy cloth. <laughs> don't worry. I'll bring my diaper. Yeah, for sure. So you don't what, piss on your I, rug. The word I was looking for was blanket. Blanket. Yeah. Good. I know, like, yeah. The cloth you pull up over. Yeah. That's Anyone British listening to this, like, what the fuck are they doing there? <laughs> Bring your own nappy cloth. Sleeping bag, blanket. <laughs> your bug slippers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Basically, you're saying me you will not be vacuuming before my arrival, is what you're telling me here. <laughs> Um, all right. My next one is um, bisexual pop music, by which I mostly mean Muna. If somebody listens, if a man listens to Muna, yeah. And I know Muna. So I love Muna. It's a um, basically they make a lot of like lovely pop music. It's just like straight up good pop, and I really like it. And it's and when I play it for guys, they like it. But I would mm-hmm. love it if they found it before me mm-hmm. i'd love it if they listened to it on their own i would be really like that's a moment where i'd be like very impressed i'd be like oh my god like you really do stretch your stretch your shit you stretch your shit and that, <laughs> <laughs> and that is meaningful to me <laughs> yeah i love it all right I feel like that could also veer into man who thinks he's going to convince you to have a threesome with another woman. It's possibly true. <laughs> or another man because he he may not. It's like if he's listening, if it's a cis man listening to Muna, there's a great chance that he's queer, you know, that mm-hmm. he's into me and he's into plenty of other genders. <laughs> so who knows? Yeah. And, you know, whatever. You know, I'm willing to take a lot of steps with a lot of people. So I'm not turning yeah. anything off. So No judgment. Exactly. There's a lot of pleasure out in the world I have yet to experience, so. Here, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my last one is um, Cat Stevens. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's soft and it's sweet. Lyrically, it's really good. It also can rock pretty hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and I think it takes a grown-up to be able to, I don't want to say admit, but. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. Yeah. It's You have to be mature to be able to be like, yeah, I'm really into Cat Stevens. Yeah. Yeah. You got to own it. You have to own it and be uh, self um, have some sense of confidence and confidence. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What you said. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Love it. I also love Cat Stevens. Yeah. I love Harold and Maude vibes. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. What a special thing too, that Harold and Maude, a very special film did the whole soundtrack, gave the whole movie to Cat Stevens. Like fucking A dude. That's awesome. Yeah. It felt very The Graduate in that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. My last one that I'll subject you to is going to be, I'll say Solange. <gasps> wow. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that anybody else knows her and listens to oh, her. Oh, yeah. I love her. She's amazing. <laughs> she's amazing. She's incredibly, I mean, she's well rated, certainly, like critically acclaimed. But also like fly under the radar in this yeah, way that for feels sure. like yeah. unjust. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. how is what? Like yeah. I 
she just blows my mind. Yeah, so. totally. And it says a lot if you listen to her. For sure. Yeah. If you're a guy, if you're a cis man listening to Solange, it says yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Cool. Um, my next one is so mainstream. I don't know why I, this would make me feel so good. But I can't wait to hear this. If they're yeah. into Stevie Wonder. Oh my God, that's on my list. Oh, <laughs> I fucking yeah, love Stevie I Wonder know, so much. I mean, but who doesn't? I but. know, but that's the thing is that like who doesn't and if for sure, but there's something about it if someone's like, oh, I'm just like really into Stevie Wonder that I'm like, I'm really into having sex with you in yeah. this moment. Yeah, because yeah. that voice is like, butter I, it's there's just so like much there's about so it. much yeah and it, yeah and there's a lot of like i think very powerful emotional masculinity in his work mm-hmm. too that is like For sure that is meaningful to me soul so much soul. so much soul mm-hmm. yeah i dated a guy who hated stevie Wonder. <gasps> red and, flag and it was yeah the worst experience dating him. bad sex immediately i would think you hate stevie wonder you don't want to make women come yeah I think that's a good assessment. Truer words have okay. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I think it's a true. It's a it's a truth universally acknowledged mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, you have to. I think we just stop there because I'm not. I don't even need another round. Like you, but you do. You still have one more. Well, my my other one was just like a genre, and I yeah, I dated a guy who was really into funk music, and that turned out to be like kind of perfect yeah. like I, the vibe was always good funk yeah. music is great when you're making breakfast funky funk music is great at night. like parliament yeah. funk music Par- sure or- but like you know sly and the family stone oh, yeah. like really anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly gotcha. anybody who's playing funk like yeah. the vibe is always good mm-hmm. the vibe is good even if you're like making out you know what i mean it's good if you're making dinner it's good if you're making out yeah it's totally. good when you're driving somewhere it's <laughs> like there's i don't know it's if smooth but high energy a lot yeah. of the time so it's like mm-hmm. it, it really fills a lot of yeah, scenarios well. There, it's, yeah. That is it. It is like a wellspring of life yes. force. And yeah. joy of life. Exactly. Yes. I love it. So, yeah. And I don't really – I like independently, I would obviously always forget to put it on because <laughs> yeah. like, I just wouldn't think of it <laughs> yeah. necessarily. But like dating somebody who was really into it, I was like, I want to listen to this every day for the rest of my life, you know, mm-hmm. and I just forget now. But yeah. Yeah. So – we sometimes play this really fun game at Monica's called Sides. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, no, uh, well, it, right? at my house, we play tracks. Oh, tracks, right. But at John and Laura's, we play sides. We play sides what because we mean? get distracted. Where people, you bring a bunch of records and you all hang out and everyone either plays one track or if it's if, if you're playing tracks or a side of an album. And then the next person in the group after your side or your track is done, they put the next track on, which is a lot of movement if you're using actual yeah. records. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. If you're doing it by track, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, it's but it's really fun. fun and you don't know what's next. And like, you kind of got to like gauge the vibe and then look yeah. at like what you brought for yeah. records or what's available yeah. and like decide. Yeah. You, you know, you yeah. want to like, it's kind of like live mixtape. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. In it's fact, like, or like DJ by committee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. In fact, like, uh, if, I wish I had remember to mention this, but New Year's Eve, um, I had my best friend Abby here for a little sleepover and we spent hours that night um, constructing a power playlist for us, like something that rooted us in our personal power. And so we each brought 10 tracks to each other. To, like uh, It was our homework before we came mm-hmm. together to work on this mix together. And it and we didn't tell each other what our tracks were. So then we listened fully through to each other's 10 tracks. And mm. it was 
wonderful because a lot of those tracks came from like, we've been in Besties for decades. So it came, there was like a lot of history there. There were a bunch mm-hmm. of tracks that were our tracks together mm-hmm. or like songs we'd given each other over the years. Mm-hmm. And so like that experience was like really generative and it felt, and because it was all music that put us in our bodies and put us in our personal power. By the time we were finished, we were both like like flying so high it was just so beautiful and it was such a wonderful way to walk over the threshold of the year oh that's amazing yeah it was just great i'm glad she finally made it too i know yeah Yeah. i was worried that like yeah 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 exactly so what an incredible time thank you for coming thank you thank you so much i am so honored well thanks for letting us just like dig our claws into your life (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) i really appreciate it i really appreciate all the validation and the love and the caring and the community that you build oh Oh my god thanks for being a a busybody yeah exactly (laughs) oh my god thanks to all of you and we see you next next tuesday see you next next tuesday bye Bye. babe patrol is created and hosted by lauren audette and ashley bliss and is produced by steph george if you need an audio producer find her website in the show notes this podcast is brought to you by no one as of right now but if you would like to advertise with us please reach out we are interested in absolutely anybody but if you own a place where gossip happens then you completely should be advertising with us email us at baypatrolpod at gmail.com as a listener you can also support us at patreon.com slash baypatrolpod and get some extra goodies there for your trouble and if you can't support us with dollars we ask that you like us rate us five stars and review us wherever you listen to us it helps people find us and gossip with us Find us on Instagram at Bay Patrol Pod and send us any hot gossip tips or dating stories to our email, which again is baypatrolpod at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, busybodies. The Bay Patrol theme song was written and recorded by John Medham and Laura Cromwell with members of the former band Hawkslit, Russ Graham on guitar, Aaron Rooney on vocals, Edie Davis Quinn on vocals, and myself, Lauren Audette, on the Vibra Slap. It was recorded at Running Girl Studios at the Hibernaculum.